0: Hebrews 11.1, one, first. Now faith is the substance, say substance, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by what? Faith. The elders obtained a good report. Through faith, now I have had some discussions with people, and I'm going to tell you how I view this verse that we're about to read. Uh, and I want to tell you how I got into a little, not, uh, it was a, a good discussion. It was, but it, we, we, we differed on the opinion of how this verse is going. I'm going to in, interpret this verse. Okay. And I'll tell you both sides and you can just take what you believe. I mean, you can take what you get out of it, but I hope you, Go the way of the truth and listen to me. Anyway, I'm only I'm only joking. Uh, I I I really believe that someday when I face the Lord, the Lord's going to take me aside. And he says, "Boy, do you remember that revelation you got? That was so exciting." I said, "Yeah." He says, "That wasn't for me." I'm like, "Oh." He says, "It was pretty good though. It was pretty good. It just wasn't for me. No." Amen. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now, just leave that up there, please. All right. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now, I agree with my adversary as far as the interpretation. It's just that they don't agree with me. Now, what I mean by this, it is through faith, and my opponent in this verse said, "We understand." You follow this? through faith, we understand. All right, and it's we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. All right, I I do not argue with that through faith. We do understand, all right? But I honestly think that beside that, there's a double meaning in this, and that is this. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. You understand what I'm saying? All right? Through faith we understand. You understand that, right? How about the worlds? We don't understand by faith we understand that by faith, the world were framed by the word of God. Everybody follow that line of thinking so far? I'm going to say it again. Through faith, by faith, we understand. By our faith, we have understanding that God framed the worlds, by the way. Now, what I'm thinking it also means is through faith, God Formed or framed the word of uh, the worlds by the word of God. You see what I'm saying? In other words, faith isn't just something that humans have. Faith is a power that God operates by. Do you understand? He framed the worlds by faith. You see, for example, you know, you don't give something away that you don't have. And it says that, we, according to Romans, it says it through, through uh, uh, Romans 12, it talks about how we are, um, each one has been given a measure of faith. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, but I now live. But I now live by, I'm crucified with Christ, yet I live. But I live by the faith in the actual translation, of the word of God, or, or by, excuse I'll say it all. Um, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me by, by the faith of God, by his faith. Christ lives in me by uh, the faith of the word of God. You see, in other words, God has given me faith. And he operates by faith. And he framed the worlds by the word of God. Now I want to do this. Now let's go into uh, Isaiah chapter. No, excuse me. First, we're we're going to do John uh, 14. John 14. John 14. (sighs) Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I happen to think, you know, that the mansions are more metaphors. That the place that they have for us is in God. Okay, and it beats any mansion there is. But he's telling them in a, a metaphor that they can identify with. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, ye you know, and the way you know. How many of you know that when God says something, it's true? All right. He says something, he tells, and the way you know. And Thomas says unto him, we know not whither thou goest. Or how can we know the way? And how can we know the way? Okay, now this is one of the most important verses in the entire Bible. All of them are important. Jesus saith unto him, I am. Do you know that when, when Moses was at the burning bush and Moses said to God, whom shall I say sent me? And uh, God said, I am. Tell him I am sent me. You know that was that was the perfect description of God it means I exist I am I'm God, I am all the things all the things that God has been called in the Bible God is God is that's why it says by faith in you know in hebrews eleven six without faith it is impossible to please him but he that comes to God must believe that he is he is is a form of saying I am only it's talking about he is. Okay, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but my... We're going to stop with that one, by the way. And we'll just end with that one. Now, I have talked with... um, I'm going to be... uh, I'm going to get myself out of the argumentative role here, okay? And so I've talked with uh, Christians who uh, say that uh, they are believers. They're not... They were not evangelical Christians, okay. And uh, for example, they—the uh, ones that I've talked with—that doesn't mean all of them are in that ca- this category, okay. But this was uh, what what we would call, even or what evangelicals would call, social gospel Christians. All right. Some of you look at me like I never heard that before. Well, there are sections of the, of the churches, uh, you know, uh, Methodist or one of them. Uh, there are others that, uh, preachers call that their social gospel Christians. All right. And what does that mean? They believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ was a social gospel. Can you leave that verse up there, please? I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to tell you. Alright. Now, what does that mean? That means this. Where it says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. They believe that. Do you see? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. What, what, but see, what does that mean? That means that the way Jesus came to teach, the way Jesus lived, the truth that he taught, is the way. That's the way to live your life. Social gospel. You understand? It's a way that you live. All right? It's works-oriented. You follow me? But it's that He is the way. He's the truth, and He's the life. How many of you know that's true? It's absolutely true. All right? But prior to that, Before you can live the way Jesus lived, before you can follow the truth that Jesus and live the life of Jesus, you have to have Jesus becomes the Lord of your life, and you see, He is the way, the truth, and Father. No one comes to the Father but through Him, and that's where we evangelicals believe that He's the way. And you have to do that way before you can do the other way. If you do the other way, you're being saved by works. See? Now now I'm not saying, you know, uh, if, if that's the way you believe that he taught, you're being saved by grace. We're, we're works it says we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see? not of ourselves. So you have to have him as the way to the Father, as the truth to the Father. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is, he is the way, that he has provided the way to the Father's heart, that no man comes to the Father except by me. You cannot get, you you know, it's like I was telling you about a, a, a sermon that I heard by Ravi Zacharias and i And I told you I listened to him, and I'm like, "Whoa, and uh I've listened to this sermon Ro well, you know, four or five times, and I'm still like, "Huh?" And it's just like he's so scholarly, and I like scholar, okay I don't con as long as scholar is based upon the truth, I love scholar, you know, being scholarly, and he's just like, Wow, and he was answering the question about why Jesus is the way and, you know, Mohammed is not the way and Buddha is not the way. And, you know, and he was, and he answered the question. And I was like, oh, I've got to watch this over and over again because I can't begin to explain it the way that he explains it. And it's just so amazing how he does that. And he says, Jesus, and the person, and I said this last week, the person was saying, you know, why is the way so narrow? If it's like this verse, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You see, no man come to the Father but by me. If it, why is it so narrow? Why is the way to God so narrow? And by the time uh, Ravi Zacharias got finished, he just simply said, as far as I can see, the way is broad to the Lord the way of of Jesus his arms out open wide and god's done everything he can to save us you see and so he just answered it that way and so Jesus is the way to the father and is and but at the same time so is his life his ministry and his teachings is the way you help. You understand what I'm saying. Now the epistles only expound on his teachings, but his teachings are the way. And so God not. And see, I, I like. See, this is what I believe. I believe it's likened to Watchman Nee's book, uh, uh, Sit, Walk, Stand. He's got a little booklet out that I read called Sit, Walk, Stand, and I was particularly interested in it because, as you know, I my. And I, I say this, uh, I hope I'm not bragging, but maybe. Uh, my wife and I memorized the book of Ephesians on our honeymoon. And we tried to make our honeymoon our honeymoon with Christ as well. And we did. We had it memorized by the time we got back to Teen Challenge. And this was uh, 43 years ago. It's 44 years ago coming up. Wow. So 44 years ago, when we came out on our honeymoon, we memorized the book of Ephesians. So when I saw this sit, walk, stand by watchman knee, I was like, yes. You know, I, I knew what it was going to be about. And it has to do with the division of the book of Ephesians. And it has the first third of the book. Well, uh, the last bit of uh, chapter three, there, there, there's a transition. Okay. In the first third of the book that it's talking about Who we are in Christ. And so when I say that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, no man come to the Father except through Him. Uh, I am, uh, through faith in Him. See, that's the gospel. The gospel is, is like I talked about a while ago. He was made sin. Who knew no sin? that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You see, you can't be righteous in him until you know that your sins were in him when he was crucified. He was made sin with my sin. I cannot be right with God by living like Jesus. I can only live like Jesus by being right with God through Jesus. Okay, and that's that's the absolute truth. And so I got sidetracked there, but I'm going to get back on here just a minute here. Okay. Where was I? Oh, sit, walk, stand. The first third of the book, two and a half chapters, is all about who we are in Christ Jesus. That is, Jesus is the way to the Lord. All right? Then it goes into talking about who Christ is in us. That's why he says, sit, we're seated with him in heavenly places. Walk, we walk with him, he in us. And so there's like five walks in, in, the, in, the, in the Bible. Most of them is in chapter four through, through on. But there's one in there that we henceforth walk, not as other Gentiles. Well, there's two actually in, in chapter two. But anyway, the point in making is seated with him, is a place of rest. You know, when Adam was created, he was created on the sixth day. And then on the Sabbath, the seventh day, he entered into rest with God. So God had created everything else first, and then Adam was created and entered into his rest. So the first third of the book is talking about who we are in Christ. He is the way. We are seated with him in heavenly places. And there are probably 12 other verses that talk about who who we are in Christ. But then it gets into talking about our walk with him. And that is primarily talking about who Christ is in us. You see, in order to get Christ in us, the hope of glory, we have to be in him, crucified with him. Everybody follow that so far? And then, of course, sit, walk, stand. The last chapter of the book talks about our stand against the devil. All right. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Go to uh, Isaiah chapter 50. I'm going to start with the first fourth verse. Hallelujah. Before we can walk with God, with, before Christ is in us, we have to be in Christ. we got Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah. Or as Tom Trappagin used to say, Isaiah. You heard somebody else say it and you thought that was cool. I would too, except I don't think it's cool. I like Isaiah better. All right. Jesus is the way. How many of you have Christ in you, the hope of glory? All right. Well, you don't have Christ in you if you're not in Christ. How many of you have are in christ i am crucified with christ amen all right if you've been crucified with christ by faith you receive then now christ in you the hope of glory that christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you may be rooted and grounded in love all those verses that's that transition i was telling you about we have the first prayer in the first chapter and that's our being raised with christ we have the second prayer that's in the bat- last part of the third chapter, and that's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Okay, so now, our walk with God. We are seated with Him before we can walk with Him. And then God wants us to walk with God, and to live and to be like Christ. You know, He says, uh, works that I've done, greater works shall you do. God wants us to do greater things, not so much individually, but collectively. Amen? Amen. Okay. This is a song, and that's why I will probably mess up and say Psalms instead of Isaiah. It's because it's a song. It's a psalm. Right? But it's written by Isaiah. So it's not in the Psalms. But frequently when I'm talking about one of the Psalms, it, that I, seven, seven songs did he write, and they are called the servant songs. Okay, you follow me? Now, why are they called the servant songs? They are called the songs of being, of a servant about the Messiah. You know, Dale Moody says in several other places in, in commentaries that the Hebrews, the Jews, believed that there must be two Messiahs because they had a concept of one that was going to come in and kill all their enemies and be a king and everything else. And then there's the one that's in Isaiah that has the seven servant psalms. And it's interesting because the servant psalms describes, you want to remember, three, three, V's, three V's, okay? You got three V's, you ready? He's a, he's, he, he suffers a violent death. He, ter, he suffers a voluntary death and he suffers a vicarious death. In other words, he suffers a violent death on the cross, read Isaiah fifty-three, which is one of those psalms, one of those songs. Okay, he suffers a violent death, the death of the cross. He, a, he suffers a uh, voluntary death. He suffered. He, he gave himself to die for us, and he suffers a vicarious death in our place. He died in our place. So you find these three characteristics about the the, the songs that are in Isaiah about the Messiah, the servant Messiah. And I I remember talking to a rabbi in this town, and he says, I believe that Christ, which incidentally, Christ is just another transliteration, transliterating a word, Christos, which is also a transliteration of the word Messiah. Messiah is the Hebrew translation. Christ is the Greek translation the same thing, that Christ was the Messiah, kind of redundant, isn't it, of the Gentiles. right? And I thought, well, I'm thinking, I sure hope your Messiah is as great as ours was. And <laughs> is, you know. But one of the reasons that he says that Christ is, a, is the Messiah to the Gentiles is because in Isaiah... It the, the the servant the uh, the servant Messiah sounds so different from their concept as Messiah. That's why I always what, do. You ever wonder about after you read Isaiah fifty three, why is why every Jew in the world isn't a Christian? Because it describes Jesus Christ to a T, you know. And I always thought, well, maybe their just eyes are blinded where they can't see, you know, like it says there, and in, and. Uh, in, In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, her eyes are holding. Maybe that's it, you know. Well, I understand, and I've read, that they think there's two messiahs. You know, one was the servant messiah, and the other one was the king messiah, you know. Well, we serve both. He's coming back. That's why he says, and if I, I, I'm coming back for you. Amen, he's coming back. Uh, You know, he he exited as a lion, as a lamb. He's coming back as a lion. All right. He says now. uh, I'm going to go back just one second here talking about Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 says, by faith, we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Now, if there are some scientists in this room, please feel uh, happy to let me know. I don't know what I'm talking about next. But I'll phrase it as a question. Are, do we not know, or has does science tell us, that matter can neither be created or destroyed? Is that right? Is that the... Is that the the that's not the thing of relativity, is it? Uh, that sci- that uh, that uh, Einstein came up with. Matter cannot be created or destroyed. Destroy matters, create so destroy that's I'm getting to that. I'm getting to I'm getting to that. Yeah. Matter cannot be destroyed or created. Science. That's what they believe. Okay, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm getting there, though. Okay. Matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Uh, if that's the case, we're in trouble then because the world, the Bible says, the worlds were made by the Word of God, that things which are seen are created by things which are not seen. You see? That matter is not... A crea- matter is a creation, and it was made by God's faith, by His word. He spoke them into existence. And this—that's funny because the guy's arguing with me about not getting to that point, which I was getting to. So that is not exactly true. Matter is not, cannot be created or destroyed. Is not true if you believe that God spoke everything into existence, right? Now, we get the word matter from uh, matter. That's an, a, a pretty good word. Matter comes from the word matter. Do you, do you follow me? No, let me? Let me say it so you'll be sure. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite songs by Bread... Uh, oh, I gotta tell you this story. Back, back, a long time ago, 40 years ago, uh, we had, or 40, 39, something like that, 40, 39. We had a house filled with young Christian graduates. About half of them were graduating from SUCA. All girls, alright. And we were gonna sleep in our upstairs room. We lived up here on the hill. Uh, at that time, and so uh, we were talking about, gee, pop songs, rock songs, and I was telling them I love the, I love the, I think I mentioned this last time. I love the band Bread, and I think they have some really good truth songs in there and unselfish love and just and just beautiful songs, and so we were t- going over. Uh, songs and I said, you know, one of my favorites is, and I couldn't think of it. So they're all talking about all the girls are talking about bread songs. And said, is it this is it, this is it. Don't know, don't know, don't know. You know, they, one of them even called it a disc jockey and asked them. Couldn't get it, couldn't get it. So they said, <laughs> now, I want I'm going to be honest with you. I thought this was ridiculous. Okay, at the time, all right. I've changed my... They said, let's pray and ask God. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Mm. (laughs) You know, I was like, I'll go along with it. So they're praying and says, God, could you give us the name of this song? And they're thinking, 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 thinking. And they said, okay. Well, it's time for bed. They all go to bed. They all go upstairs to our bedroom that we made for them to sleep in. And uh, one of them I, th- I think it might have been dawn to Yvonne or Yvonne to uh, Louisa said, "Would you like to sleep on the bed over here or on, in, on the sleeping bag over here?" And the other one said, "It don't matter to me." No. <laughs> and they screamed. I thought, "What has happened up there? They're screaming. They're coming down the stairs, screaming. The song, it don't matter to me if you really feel you need some time to be free. It don't matter to me. I'm like, "No, God. You didn't, God. They he told us, he told us, he told us." It don't matter to me. You know, the word when we say it doesn't matter, it matters. What matters is something that matters to you. You know when something matters to you, it's important. That's why we get the word matter from matter, because going psychologically by man, all right, uh, science, matter cannot be created or destroyed. So when you say it matters to me, you're talking about all things. It matters. It's important to me as all things, whether you realize it or not. That's what you mean, okay? Now, one of the things we've been looking for is uh, the last five, six days of Christ before His crucifixion. Last five, a few days. Matthew 21, 22. It's also in Luke and Acts. Then there's the, the the part, John 14. I was just reading it. I'm the way, the truth. That John 14 is right after they have the Lord's table. The Lord's, uh, Jesus has the Lord's table. And right after he washed their feet, okay, he teaches them John chapter 14, 15, 16, 17, and on into 18. But there are teachings that he's teaching. One of the things that we stand on is John 17, where it says, I have prayed, this is for the pastors coming together, I have prayed that they will be one. Talking about his disciples, that they will be one as. We, you and I, are one, Heavenly Father. I have prayed that they will be one. uh, That's the church, people. All right? Amen. Okay. Now, uh, something may have dwelt on too long, but not used the right words, or these words, is when I want to teach unto you the last five, six days of Christ... And that's when he, we just said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That was in the last five, six days of his life. All right. Why did I say five and six? Well, he came into Jerusalem on the six, six days before his crucifixion. And, he, and five days before, twice. twice. And then, they're, so they're both on the, uh, before the crucifixion. And so, <laughs> does it matter to you? All right. Does it matter to you what Jesus was teaching? Does it matter to you what the Word of God says? Does it matter? And uh I would say, I would hope that it would. You're shaking your head, yes, right? All right, I'm going to, I hope that it does matter to you. But I hope that you see a little further than that that it means more than that to you because matter means nothing. Matter's just something God spoke into existence. And in that regard, we give glory to his name, praise to his name, worship his name, love him because of creation and everything. But you see, when it comes to eternal life, this is this earth is gonna melt with a fervent heat. Hello? So I would want it to be more important than matter. I would that's why I've spent so much time talking about purpose. See, purpose is greater than matter. All right. But I hope that it matters to you. Does it matter what how Jesus lived? I hope so. All right. Thus saith the Lord, where is the bill of your mother's divorce? I, I sorry, I'm sorry. Chapter, I'm going to start with chapter four because I'm running out of time. Chap, not chapter four, verse four. Whew. Caught that one quick. The Lord God hath given me. Do you know who me is? Jesus, he's the Messiah. He's the Messiah. This is, this is one of the songs of the Messiah. The Lord God, the Father, hath given me the tongue of the Of the learned. Do you know what the, in in a lot of translations and in what more accurate translation, learned is? I mean, learned is a great, great word. Do you know what the word for learned is in the New Testament or even in the Old Testament? The right word? Nobody knows? It's disciple. A disciple is a learned. If you're a disciple of so and so, you're a learned. You're learned from them. You've learned from them, so the tongue of the learning means the tongue of a disciple. Jesus, the man, all right? The Messiah, the man, because he was fully man. He was fully God. Had to learn like you and I do. That's part of him becoming a man. And hum- it says in Philippians two, he humbled him, and, or he humbled himself, and became a man. And that doesn't mean that you know he he didn't. No, this is important. He humbled himself, became God, God the Son, humbled himself and became a man. He was fully man, fully God. And when he humbled himself as a man, he emptied himself of all his rights as God, and 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 he grasped not. To be equal with God. That's what it actually says in the the literal translation. He says he didn't grasp to be equal with God. But instead he emptied himself. King James says made himself of no reputation. He emptied himself and became a man. And he humbled himself further to become a servant. And he humbled himself further servant all the way to the death of the cross. You see? So he, when he was on earth, he learned as a man. In the first 30 years of his life, he, he spent learning from God. You see? All right, so it says, The Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. All right, why is this important? Well, if Jesus is the way... He's the way we should go. Now, we can't go his way until he's the way by faith. But if we do go, if we want him to be the way, the truth and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him, he, we will want to do it the way he did it. And if, it, if Jesus thought it was important to be a disciple, how much more shall we believe that we should be a disciple to follow him in his way? For the Lord God hath given me a tongue of a learning that I should know how to speak to a word in season to the weary. Do you know how to speak a word in season to the weary? Do you know? Right. If you don't, let's start today. Today's a good day. He waketh morning by morning. You know, in other words, God, the Father, waketh me morning by morning. I don't wake up saying, oh, you know, it's kind of like the pessimist and the optimist when they see the, the sun coming over the horizon and the, the, the optimist says, good morning, Lord. And the pessimist says, good Lord, it's morning. You know, that we wake up in the morning, you know, it's kind of like that Cat Stevens song. Oh, no, he's a Muslim. Well, so What? Truth is truth, you know. (laughs) Morning has broken like the first morning. Blackbird has spoken like the first bird. Praise for the morning. Praise for the sunshine. Praise for the don't remember, I don't remember the rest words. Morning has broken, like the first morning. It reminds me of that song, you know, uh, uh, that is so beautiful. And uh, I, this one line in it is just something that is so incredible, but it should be for us, okay? And it says, uh, um, unashamed and naked in a garden that had never seen the rain. Ruler of a kingdom full of joy, never marred by any pain. The morning all around them seemed to celebrate the life they'd just begun. And in the majesty of innocence, the king and queen come walking in the sun. You get that? It's talking about Adam and Eve. i, I, I stopped stop with talking about singing a song. It's a great song. Morning. The morning all around them seemed to celebrate the life they'd just begun. And in the majesty of innocence, the king and queen come walking in the sun. You know? Hey, hey, how would you like to live a life like that? Before the master of deception begins with his dissection of the word, you know? That's what life should be like as a Christian. Life should be the morning all around us. Celebrating the life we just begun today. Hallelujah. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. Morning by morning, he waketh me. He waketh he waketh mine ear. He says to my ear, Faith cometh by hearing. What happened to that verse? There he goes. See, you gotta listen. (laughs) <laughs> he waketh mine ear to hear as the disciple. All right, let's go. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and, was, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters. Now do you know that this is talking about the Messiah? Hello? Hello? You know, this is talking about Christ. Yeah. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. Does that sound familiar? I hid not my face from shame and spitting. They spit on him. Hello? For the Lord God will help me. You know, when we were, when, uh, when Chris was reading that that Psalm, Psalm forty six, uh the Lord is my strength and my shield. The Lord will be you know, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I worked on this. It's so hard for me to do this because and I'm gonna tell you where the blame belongs. Our church, our our um uh, um corporation or the origin of it was full gospel lighthouse right and pastor uh it was started by three people Al Shear, dr b and dr federico seralima all right now federico Lima went on to be charismatic priest in the in the episcopal church all right but he used to say this and uh Uh, love me, you love me anyways, right? He used to say this all the time, and I stole it from him. But he used to say, do you know Hezekiah 12.4? Now, I don't remember the exact, there's no book of Hezekiah, by the way, just just to show you. Hezekiah 12.4. That's uh, lying lips are an abomination and a very present help in time of need. Thank you. Somebody thought it was funny. I thought it was hysterical. (laughs) Get it? Of course, the verse that he's quoting there it's it's not lying lips or an abomination. That's true too, but he's putting a couple of verses. It is, the Lord is my strength and my shield and a very present help in time of need. All right? And we were quoting that verse. He was a help in time of need. Talking about God. And, uh, never mind. Sorry, I took an extra minute of your time, Harry. For the Lord God will help me. Help me. The Lord God is my strength and my shield. He's a very present help in time of need. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. You know what a flint is? A flint is what is used to make a spark. Hello? If you want to start a fire, you get a flint and you start striking. You go, there's flint rock and flint flint rock striking against another rock can make a spark and you can start a fire. And he says, he have set my face like a flint. That means when a flint is set, it means I'm set in a direction and I'm going to fulfill that direction because I'm going to start a fire with it. It's Sure. It's steady. Flint is a hard rock. And I'm a hard rock. All right. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. I shall be like a flint. I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? You know, let the devil come on. I'm ready for a fight. Lo, they shall all wax old as a garment and moth shall eat them up. I spoil principalities and power and show them. Let's cut it off there. Amen. We need to be disciples in the Lord. And we need to think that it more than matters. Matter, is God going to be here tomorrow? But the Lord will be. Faith will be. God will be. His word will be. You know, why do we care about temporal things so much? If we're going to see a revival come, we're going to, it's going to be through. You know, I was reading over the, the, the budget. It was the budget for 2018 for Iris International, Irish Global International. And I was reading over the, going over it, and I was like, oh Lord, if I could do one ten thousandth, point zero 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 one, as much as th- this group is doing, then I would be, re- I would be expecting, well done, thou good and faithful servant. They have thousands. Well, they have 300 just full time missionaries. They have thousands of volunteers. They send people all over the world and do amazing, amazing things in the Lord. And I'm like, God, I, I you know, Jesus says that I, I'm, a, I'm a disciple that I not be ashamed. You know, I, I I don't want to be ashamed. You know, it's one thing to be ashamed of your sin. It's another shame. You know, the Bible says, He that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Sitting around doing nothing is just as guilty as doing evil. Hello? Hallelujah. I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I want to be a, if he felt that it was important to be a disciple of the Father, how much more important is it to us? Morning by morning, every morning waking up and saying, God, I want to serve you today. I want to love you today. I want to walk with you today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith and that we may be rooted and grounded in love and that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. Thank you, Lord, that we may serve you and follow you. Follow after Christ. He is the way. We come to your holy presence through Christ and the precious blood of Jesus. But he is also the way to live. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. You're a good, good father. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. We're loved by you. Yes, we are. That is who you are and who we are. Oh, hallelujah. Nothing's greater. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.